Welcome back, fight fans. Welcome back. Welcome to another edition of Unbiased Boxing Talk with the IBFP. And I'm joined by my co-host, Miss Spicy Boxing, y'all. Hey. Okay, okay. Let's get it in. Let's get it in. We got a lot of topics to hit. Now, we definitely got to go over Teddy Atlas hating on Canelo Alvarez. We definitely got to go over Frank Warren's statement about Demetrius Andre likely to pull out of a Zach Parker fight. Um, but, you know, one thing I kind of want to start with is Triple G being ordered to fight Itis Landy Lada next. Do you have any quick thoughts about that potential fight? Um, I mean, I, I think it's a, it's a pretty good match. I mean, they're both older now. Um, you know, I think their styles are very different. Um, I think um, Lada has had some good success recently. Uh, but ultimately, I still have Triple G winning that fight. I think Triple G has just been a lot more active. Um, you know, he's, he has that jab, um, the but, power's there. So I, I would see Triple G beating Lada. Yeah. I just think that Triple G has more ways to win. He could win by knockout. He could win by decision. He still has power. He has a great chin. And we know that Lada is not knocking him out. And we know Lada has slowed down. He doesn't have the same legs. He's 39, Triple G's 40. So at this point, I, I have to favor Triple G with age. A lot is still going to be the more skillful. He's still probably going to counter him better, all of that. But at some point, if Triple G lands flush against him, I'm not sure Lada can take those shots. So that's just my opinion. But let's keep it going. And look, let's break down Demetrius Andre, according to Frank Warren. Now, Frank Warren has recently come out and stated that Demetrius Andre is likely likely to pull out of the Zach Parker fight. This is um, because he won the purse bids for 305000 as the lone bidder. So no one else bid on the fight between Demetrius Andre and Zach Parker. And, and when you look at this situation, you see if – now I want to make it clear. D Demetrius Andre has not pulled out of anything yet. Demetrius Andre is still in lined up to take that fight but next. He is likely to pull out. According to Frank Warren, the promoter, because the pay is going to be oh, yeah. extremely low. So that's what he's expecting. He stated that he's expecting him to pull out of this fight. Now, if Demetrius Andre pulls out of this fight and he believes John Ryder will be the next in line to face Zach Parker for the WBO interim super middleweight belt, which would be Canelo Alvarez WBO mandatory going forward. David Benavidez would be the WBC mandatory for Canelo Alvarez going forward. Where does Demetrius Andre go from here? You know, I, I really want to start off with saying that all of this is Demetrius' fault. That That's it. He would not be in this situation had he not been chasing paydays because that's ultimately what he's been trying to do. He hasn't taken any challenges. He hasn't tried to, you know, step up and fight some decent opponents. He's just been chasing that Canelo paycheck. And look, it it ended up biting him in the ass. That's ultimately what happened. He should have stayed at 160 and fought Janabek, and he would have probably made a lot more money than this now. I mean, this, what he's getting is a slap in the face, but it's ultimately because nobody wants to see him. He's not an exciting fighter. He doesn't bring anything to the table that people just want to see. Ultimately, it's his doing. Well, and, and, and here's the thing. Demetrius Andre's problem started long before this fight was made. He It started before he ducked Janabek. In, in my personal opinion, he should have took the Janabek fight. That was the one fight people were actually excited to see him I in. I wanted to see that fight. Everybody wanted to see this fight. Then you could have moved up and tried to do something. Why wait until you get a, a dangerous, talented guy and then decide to move up and wait? I'll never understand that because he, he, he was he, scared. He, he, didn't want to, he didn't want to get knocked out. 
we know that's a difficult fight. Um, we know Jana Beck is a good fighter, in, but that that it is what it is. But look, this is what I mean by his problem started well before this. So Demetrius Andrade, he has not marketed himself well. He, he doesn't have a fan-friendly style. Right. The only people he put to sleep is the audience. He's not putting his yeah. opponents to sleep. He's putting the audience to sleep. So he has a very non-fan-friendly style. People really don't find that interesting. And a lot of people say, well, you're hating. You don't like pure boxing. You don't like this. You don't like that. It's not about what I like or dislike. It's about what the numbers show. Entertainment the, sells. I mean, I mean, you see this guy packing stadiums across the world? No, yeah. because no one cares. No one wants to see that. That's just what it is. It's what it is. And had he fought somebody, he's never fought one champion his entire career. He had an opportunity to fight Jamel Charlo, who we know will fight anybody, and he pulled out. He, he did that to himself. And so since he's built a – He lied about it. Didn't he lie about the, he, he the did. check that he was going to get? He did. And and he also, um, you know, there, there's a lot of other fights that he, he walked away from. Sergey Devrianchenko when he was undefeated and dangerous – I mean, it's a lot. And he does a lot of clout chasing for payday, screaming that he's a boogeyman or avoid it. He made horrible career decisions. That's what he's done. And let me explain to you by that. Now, I don't know if these are 100% accurate numbers, but I'm going to give you pretty much just an estimate. So the first fight with Demetrius Andre and Zach Parker was scheduled early in the year. Uh, you know, Demetrius Andre was riding off of a high with with matchroom boxing he was still connected with them that was going to be his last fight i believe on matchroom boxing but now he's no longer with matchroom boxing so i don't know i don't understand how that worked out but the point is queensberry promotions frank warren he bid in that first fight around 1.8 million which means demetrius andre would have received about 1.1 million for the fight um since he had to pull out of the fight with the injury we don't we, we still haven't confirmed since he had to pull out of the fight with an injury, right? Mm -hmm. Now, Queensberry Promotion dropped their purse bid on this on this second time around from 1.8 million because they likely knew they were the only bidder because they didn't they didn't weren't competing against Matchroom. They didn't have to go high. They only bid 305,000. And so then that means Andrade would be looking at somewhere around 180,000 and some change. So you go from 1.1 1 .1 to 180, that's that's <laughs> like garbage truck juice. And and that's really, really bad. It's just, it's nonsense. It's nonsense. But it's it, like, what do you do if you're him, right? Do you take it, right? And then, you know, be in line for that potential Canelo payday, which may not even happen next year. Do you drop back down? I mean, you let that, you let that belt go because you got scared and then look what happened now you know i don't know about this injury still have not heard anything about this injury but it's like you still did this to yourself and well he's recovered there was no surgery that i'm aware of um look demetrius andre i think he's a good talented fighter i think the problem that i have with him is he's screaming boogeyman when your actions are showing booty man and what i mean by that is you're pulling out of fights you're clout chasing guys you're begging for paydays you're just talking all this trash. I mean, when Canelo lost to Demetri Bavol, he said he lost to a very basic fighter. Well, if he's so damn basic, Fight move him. up and beat him. Fight him. Move up and beat him. If he's so basic, why don't you just move up and beat him? This is why people don't like Demetrius Andre. You want to come and talk trash about other people, but you wouldn't dare do what they're doing. This man has been terrified to move up to 68, and only when he saw an opportunity with Zach Parker. I don't know where he goes from this point. If, if he if, if the pay is really this low, I don't know where he goes. I, I don't know what he does at this point. 
I mean, you you got to think about it. What what do you do at this point when you see what's going on with that fight? That there's nowhere to go. There's nothing to do. You should have fought Janabek. You didn't. I mean, the, the, there was too many routes you should have took, and you blew it. You blew it. It really is a tricky. It's a tricky place for him to be at right now. And and you know, it's going to be interesting to see what he decides to do. But I don't really. I think honestly, at this point, it's more like a lose lose situation for him. So we'll see what happens with Demetrius Andre if he actually pulls out of the fight or if he actually takes the fight. I mean, let, let's just see what happens. And look, at the end of the day, Demetrius Andre, he got to stop the clout chasing. I think he's going to have to go to go to the PBC and beg for a fight. He's going to be sacrificed if he goes to the PBC. I mean, they're they're going to feed him to. I don't know if they'll feed him to Charlo. I don't know if they'll feed him to Benavides. I don't know. We'll see. Look, but I, I'm eagerly anticipating his next move. Is he pulling out or does he say, screw it, I'm going to take this and become the mandatory. I don't care how low the purse is and then just align myself for a bigger fight. Or does he go to the PBC and literally beg because he's burned a lot of bridges over there. A lot of bridges. He's burned a lot of bridges with Steven Espinosa, Al Heyman. He's burned a lot of bridges with that Mel Charlo fight. He's burned some bridges with that Jamal Charlo fight. So let's see what he does at this point in time. I mean, maybe they maybe they make a Andre and a Caleb Plant fight. You know? I think that'd be a great fight. But let's see what happens. And as of right now, like I stated, he has not pulled out of any fight. They're just anticipating that he will. So we'll see what happens. And let's get on to the Canelo Alvarez. Teddy Atlas drama, and this is the drama. Teddy Atlas basically came out and said Canelo Alvarez is not an all-time great fighter. Now, he's basing this on the fact that he fought Triple G and did not knock him out. Would you like to take this one first, Miss Spicy, or would you like me to? Yeah, I mean, I thought that was just ridiculous what he was saying. I mean, who who has knocked down Triple G? Triple G has never been knocked I out and anyone. never been dropped and never been hurt. Exactly, and so you expect an injured Canelo, right, with his hand to knock out the, this great fighter? Yes, I get that he's 40 years old, but you really, but you would not keep the same energy with anybody else, right? I think that's what's just so ridiculous about it, is that you want to just talk crap about him, but you're, you know, what you're saying is not being supported. I mean, when, when you look at fights, you don't base guys off of a knockout. You base it on their performance. Canelo Alvarez dominated Triple G. The whole boxing world saw him dominate a guy, and Triple G has never been dominated in his career. So to try to take away the credit from the win by simply saying, well, you didn't knock him out, so it don't mean anything. No, you dominated the fight. You did what we expected you to do. We didn't expect Canelo to go in there and get have another war with this guy. We expected, okay, because of the age, it should, it should be a much more one-sided fight with a chance of a knockout. No guarantee, no promise, because Triple G still has a granite chin. That's really what it is. So the fact that you would try to downgrade this man over not getting a knockout of a guy with a granite chin, it does to me, it doesn't make any sense. And then Canelo revealed his hand injury. Now he has to look even more stupid. I mean, come on. And Canelo Alvarez, he's already a four-weight world champion. He's the first undisputed champion at 168, and he's the first Mexican undisputed champ, undisputed champion in history, to my understanding. So at the end of the day, he's already a Hall of Famer. He has the best resume in boxing. Why hate on this man? I don't understand. And this is the same Teddy Atlas who said, oh, he didn't want to see Canelo fighting guys like Caleb Plant anymore. Why would you not want to see him fighting prime undefeated world champions? Why would you not want to see that? I don't understand why you don't want to see him fighting these guys. Because I don't believe Teddy Atlas even knew who Caleb Plant was. I don't believe he follows boxing that closely. 
I simply don't. I don't believe he knows who's all in all these divisions. So, so he's I think he's just, I, that's what it sounds like to me. Because if you knew this guy was a world champion, why wouldn't you want him to fight a world champion? I, I, I really was to unify, right? So, to unify and go undisputed. Why would you not take, you would have been a fool not to take the fight. That it, doesn't make any sense. It really just comes down to him being a hater. It, and it, being biased, that, that's all that, that's all that is. And and I get it, I get it. You know, the the guy he's he's not a big fan of Canelo. He's he he doesn't think highly of Canelo. That's fine, but at the end of the day, you know, Canelo Alvarez is a great fighter. He's already proven himself. He, his legacy is already out in front of you. So there's literally no reason to hate on the guy who's accomplished so much. And you don't have to be a Canelo fan. You don't even have to like the guy to admit, hey, the guy's a good fighter. He's accomplished a lot. I may never think you know, he's the best ever or whatever, but I, I do acknowledge that he's a great fighter. That's how you can think if you're a hater. In my opinion, I think Canelo Alvarez is a great fighter, one of the best ever, and I think that he's still growing. We haven't seen the best of Canelo yet. So the fact that you would say he's not a great fighter at this point is delusional. He's accomplished too much. Four-way world champion, undisputed at 168, clean out of division. I've never heard him criticize, you know, Floyd Mayweather for not finishing off any opponent. I mean, this guy had a massive weight advantage over Marquez. I never knocked him out. I mean, you know, De La Hoya was supposedly being out of his prime, never knocked him out. Like, stop. This guy fought Andre Berto, the 12-round decision. Robert Guerrero. I mean, what are we talking about? You're talking the about competition guys. competition wasn't even the same. Low-tier competition. None of these guys were Triple G. Marcos Maidana, none of these guys were Triple G. Well, so let's not, hold on, let's not start this standard of saying you got to knock the guy out for you to be an all-time great. Because if that's the case, you could take Floyd out of the Hall of Fame. Well, unfortunately, what these haters do is just push narratives. That's all it comes down to. And, you know, it, it is what it is at this point. Canelo is just going to continue doing what he does, continue being great, and he's just going to shut up the, the haters that way. Absolutely, absolutely. And and the only thing that I want to touch on at the very end is Ryan Garcia, Tank Davis, they're still talking about the fight. It's a possibility of it being made. Uh, if that fight happens in December, who do you got and why? Ooh, I think that really is a 50-50. I am hoping that what they're saying is true i'm hoping that this fight really comes you know about and it's not you know just clout right and and if it does again i i think it's a 50 50. i think ryan has the power um and i think that you know he he could make it very competitive but at the same time you can't rule tank out i mean so yes i i get that he's fought you know both of them don't necessarily have a good resume um, but you know, tank and that right hand and just, just him and, and his power too. I don't know. It, there's, it's also, he can play coy and, and get you at the end. So I don't know. I so, don't know. so who do you, who are you picking or are you I leaning with the guy? I can't, I can't pick. Okay. I'm kind of feeling you on that too, because I mean, look, I think that whoever, I, I, I'll put it like this, whoever makes the less mistakes, mm -hmm. whoever doesn't screw up first. Because at some point, somebody's going to screw up. And whoever makes that mistake first is done. Both of these guys are pretty even. Um, you know, Ryan has his advantage. Tank has his advantages. We understand neither one of these guys are a finished product yet. But I'll tell you this. Whoever makes a significant mistake first, like if Ryan leaves that chin up in the air, he's, sitting, he's getting sent to hell. If Tank Davis, who's notoriously easy to hit, I mean, you've seen him lose multiple rounds by Raleigh Romero. So my thing is, whoever makes that first big mistake first, they're getting sent to hell. The first mistake or the one that gets hit first? I, I, I don't think the first hit. I, I think the fight is going to go. The first good hit. The first good significant hit, and that's going to be based off of a mistake. Mm -hmm. uh, Tank Davis likes to watch somebody 
throw the same mm-hmm. shot a few times before he he times yeah, it, figures it out, yeah. and then responds. So he looks to be a slightly smarter than Ryan on that regard. Uh, Ryan is too passionate. Sometimes he gets caught too much in the moment. But Tank Davis, sometimes he also overthinks, and which means to get his ass kicked at points in the fight. So it's going to be a great fight. I can see either guy win. It's truly a 50-50, and it's almost impossible to pick at this stage because I don't think either guy has really shown me enough. Both of these guys have enough power to knock out the other, and it'll be a great fight if it really, really happens. Because men lie, women lie, but the facts don't lie.